Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're grateful just to be back with you. This is episode two, so um, hopefully you checked it out last week and you weren't utterly disappointed in, in what we're doing. But just a reminder as we get started, um, we do have this on our uh, original recovery uh, social media, things like that, but that's not going to be there for much longer. So be sure to subscribe, Reconstructing Truth on YouTube, and you can find us everywhere that you listen to your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, um, all the things that uh, just you use to consume your life. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be moving forward. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit about how, um, how'd you word that? Culture binge truth. Yeah, yeah. we're using a you know the so so here at the uh, the reconstructing. I had to look at the sign. What are we called again? Yeah, reconstructing yeah. truth podcast. So so obviously, I mean, it's in the name, and so we want to spend some time. High speed, low drag. Yeah, yeah high speed, low drag. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, we want to spend some time. Um, truth is obviously important. It's in their name, um, and 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 hitting on that, and why it's important, and why um, what is what does it mean to us as Christians, and. and um, what should the emphasis be? And, um, and so, especially in light of culture, because, um, outside of, outside of church, that's where we get, or outside of our faith, shall I say, um, cause there's a lot of people who aren't in church, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that are, are, are spiritual and, um, but outside of that, you know, all of the rest of our life experience, that's where we, that's where we develop what we would call truth. Um, and, you know, which is really life experience, right? Yeah. I mean, so there is no, we've talked about that on a previous, uh, our last iteration of the podcast was that there is no our, our truth, right? There's the truth. There's things that are, that are, that are true. And then there's our experience. And, um, so, you know, as Christians, uh, we should want to parse out what is actually true. What is, what is, um, you know, if there's a God and God wants to interact with us, what is, what does he want us to do? Right. I mean, like yeah. if there's a person, if there's a, some sort of entity or being or whatever that has created us and the, the universe in which we live and, and, and all the principles and, and thereof, um, we should have some sort of interest in figuring out what that is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it really, it's, uh, so when we look at that, you know, this, uh, God's word, God's truth should define our worldview. But, um, in the last, uh, few decades, or, or maybe I've just become aware of it the last few decades, uh, um, because of my season of life, um, it, it's the exact opposite. Um, culture defines truth. Um, truth has become fluid, or truth is defined by culture, and there, there's nothing solid. Um, and it's, it's just getting out of control. And so, you know, what do we do to kind of counterbalance that? Where do we uh, fall at, as Christians? What should we do? Um, and um, how, how do we get this, you know, this ship back on course here? Because um, it's, it keeps drifting further and further out to sea. And, and the beautiful thing, though, kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel, the thing that I see having um, half a dozen kids in the school system and everything yeah. is their generation, surprisingly, um, you know, the generation before them is eating Tide Pods, but now um, <laughs> they're, they're hungry for, for something that's real. And they've, they've you know, realized um, the, the facade that's been presented to them and how disingenuous things are. And, uh, more and more and more, I see kids, uh, turning back to it. Um, a great example is this, you know, I was at one of my kids, um, cross country meets the other day. Um, I say the other day, a few weeks ago and, um, their, their team came together and, and one of these kids pulled the entire team together. They prayed. Um, that was awesome. Um, even back in our day, I, I, I rarely seen student-led prayer, especially at sporting events. Well, they got to the state or whatever, and my son's at that, and I wasn't there. I couldn't make it, but he said one of the teammates, this is a completely different school, started praying. Every single school, pretty much every single athlete involved at the state meet then comes together for student-led prayer. So that, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but we as parents got to catch up because we've been yeah. disengaged. We've been out of the fight, um, head in the clouds, just thinking, you know, everything's, you know, like it was when we were growing up. And, the, you know, the world um, is evil to a degree, but for the most part, things will work itself out and, and everything will be okay. Um, but it's not really the case. We, we've got to start putting some energy into this. Yeah, you're, you're right. And I think, you know, um, we, we talked about this uh, last week in that um, as a culture, we, we are now post-Christian. and But we grew up uh, where, you know, at least where I, me and my family and, and, and 
the community we lived in where uh, you would still consider us, at the, like I said, at the time, I would consider myself, you know, or consider that we grew up in, in a Christian culture, right. right? I mean, that still was very much a driving force on, on um, what was on TV. And I mean, although we started to see, you know, where it started to kind of go downhill, but I remember growing up and not, you know, my parents weren't having to be concerned about us turning on Saturday morning cartoons yeah. and seeing something that was just, you know, actually like anathema to our Christian faith. And, um, and because of that, I think in, in, I think part of, uh, just to get real deep in the, in the weeds here with like culturally as, or as a generation, you know, I'm, a I guess technically I'm, I'm a millennial. I, I don't ever, I don't claim it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the border of Gen Xer and, and I, and I, I yeah, we both are. It's, it's crap. Is I what identify it is. as a Gen Xer. Yeah. If you, you know, can identify I, as the opposite well, gender, I can identify yeah. as a Gen yeah, Xer. That, that's what I, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, man, the millennials should have started in the nineties. You yeah. know, anybody born in the eighties shouldn't be lumped yeah. into that. That's, but I think what I think you know as we talk about that um, Gen X, I think you know we we were raised by the boomers and you know the boomers were counterculture, right? To you see to, how he did that, audience. He just claimed that title. He yeah. said that the Gen X. He's just defining. Yeah, I, I'm totally. Am. I'm, <laughs> I am. I'm definitely not going to identify with the millennials because there's just absolutely nothing. Like yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just how I, I was raised, but you know. Um, when we look at the, like I said, we were raised by the boomers who the boomers were the counterculture, right? So, you know, they were raised by the greatest generation, very much structure, family values, that kind of thing. Um, hard workers, all the things that, you know, we, we used to value in this country. And then they were like, yeah, forget all that. <laughs> the boomers. <laughs> and, and then, so then as we grew up, uh, you know, Gen X was, has been defined as, you know, by our kind of our angst, right? We were the, the culture that came, um, uh, grunge, grunge yeah. music. I mean, nothing says, I don't care about anything <laughs> like grunge music. You know, I don't need to sound good. I don't, you don't need to understand the words coming out of my mouth as, as a singer. I mean, listen to Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam and, and please tell me what yeah. he's saying, you know, it's a beautiful and, time though. Oh, I, I mean, Hey, I, I didn't, I, I love Pearl Jam, um, but but that's what I'm saying. And there's this whole this kind of this uh, disinterest, yeah. right? And I think that's kind of what had defined our, especially as we watch our parents. Like I said, we watch the boomers who are, you know, anti-establishment turn into the establishment, and we're just like, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites. And I think that <laughs> I think that's influenced us as 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 we've grown up and we've become parents. Is we've just like, you know, just forget this. That's our. I mean, if like, there's a motto for our generation. That would be it, you know. To forget this. I'm just, yeah. I'm just tuned out. I'm going to check out, and so we've checked out uh, as a generation. We've checked out as, and that's why the boomers are still in control. You know, you look at our, 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 our ruling class and our politicians. They're all freaking eighty years old. Like we don't have anybody <laughs> that's under the age of, of fifty leading anything. Yeah. And it's, we should be right. It's our time to to be in, in in a leadership role. But we've just continued to stay disengaged, and we've raised our kids that way. Where we're just like, well, you know, at the same time, device as we become parents, devices became prevalent. We're like, oh, great, I don't have to engage in parenting. So here's this, and you know, so we don't care about what we, you know, what our kids get taught. We don't care about, you know, we just assume things are okay at school. We just assume things are okay on our our entertainment that we provide our children, and um, so these kids have grown up and they're like. Where is, where is everything? Where's value? Yeah. Where's substance? Where is, because they haven't been taught it because we've been checked out, you know? And, and, and so now we're, so then when, uh, you know, the nonsense that we're dealing with now comes along, it's so easy for our, our kids and the young people today to just buy into it because they've, they've got nothing. There's no foundation for them. Right. I mean, yeah. we were taught, um, I mean, even if you, you know, you didn't grow up in the church per se, but I mean, you, you there's still this cultural sense of like, there's right and wrong and you know there's things i should or shouldn't do i mean you you knew full well you weren't doing the right thing when you were yeah, doing the wrong you know, thing you what's know? interesting is a kid growing up like how we grew up i i distinctly remember like because we we didn't really go to church it was not a part of who we were we went some but i defined myself as a christian um because you know i was born in a christian right. household of yeah. course um, but culturally it was so much different. I remember like somebody accusing me of not being a Christian. And of course I didn't really understand anything. And there was like an embarrassment, like, no, I'm totally a Christian yeah. versus today. Um, 
you know, I feel for my kids, you know, there's probably a sense of embarrassment. Their dad's a pastor, (laughs) you know, and not because of who I am, but just because, you know, well, that's, that's weird. You guys are weird. And, um, they probably go around. I've made this joke before. They probably go around lying lying to kids at school. No, my dad's in prison. My dad's a drug dealer. No, no, he's a pastor. My dad's a pastor. Well, but he used to be a drug addict. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, he used to be cool. (laughs) Um, but that's just the shift that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, um, so back to what we we're talking about, you know, is that we do have this, uh, um, like I said, this drift. So these kids, they they want, they want, they're they're searching for truth. They're searching for something right. that provides meaning. You know, there's such a lack of meaning in their life. You know, because you look at, well, well, what do you want to be? I want to be an influencer. Like, yeah. what is that? You know, I mean, which I get. Hey, I don't have to. All I get to do is act stupid in front of my phone yeah. and get paid millions of dollars. I would do that if I thought that was feasible, but, um, <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but it's a whole nother discussion. But anyway, yeah. so anyways, we're needing sponsors for <laughs> That's you right. know, what we're doing here. That's so right. if you guys could, uh, yeah. make Caleb and I influencers, so, right. especially if you, if you have some sort of caffeinated drink, yeah. <laughs> we would definitely endorse that fully. Yeah. I will, uh, I will drink a case of, of whatever caffeinated beverage you're talking That's about right. and selling and, and do crazy. We things. need to eat Tide Pods. We will. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, so that's that's what they wanted. I mean, that's that's their highest aspiration right now. Yeah. Oh, I just want to be an influence. Well, we want to influence people to do what? Yeah. Like stupid. Like, yeah. well, you know, and 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 they think that's all well and good, but then at the end of the day, they're just like, man, there's nothing there. There's yeah. just nothing. There's no substance, and it's just empty. And yeah. so, you know, there is. We do see that, and studies and surveys show that, that there is a desire by um, what are these? What's this generation called? Gen? They're Gen Z and Zoomers or something like that. Um, I don't know. I don't keep up with this stuff, but yeah. but a greater there's a greater desire um by them t- to seek out spirituality than there is in our generation or the millennials yeah you know um so it's an interesting dynamic that's happening but now it's our responsibility to capture that right yeah. you know and establish you know hopefully maybe maybe steer you know like i said we've as gen Xers, we've we've spent all this time just being totally disengaged maybe maybe with what time we have left we can <laughs> steer that ship back on course and as we we hand it off to these guys you know yeah you know there's a beautiful thing taking place though even outside of this i was reading that barna poll um a couple of weeks ago and you know after covid church attendance took a nosedive you know some of the lowest we've seen um it's actually been on an uptick and here's the, I mean, if you're running the church and you're still complaining that COVID killed your church and you're just waiting for to recover from that, um, you're not, uh, because we actually have, um, it, we've recovered fully in church attendance, um, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and not talking about here locally, but across the country and, um, like in strong numbers, uh, millennials outpace like every demographic right now, yeah. as far as attending, um, beating out boomers, Gen X, all of that. Um, and then, you know, their kids are this generation, you know, coming up for the most part and, um, they're, they're more hungry for the things of God. And so again, we're, um, things look dire on on one hand of, man, what is going on in the world? It's lost its mind, but there really is just a a glimmer of hope, a beacon of light in, in all of this that, um, especially for those of us, you know, we keep talking about, man, we need a revival or you know we were hungry for just a, a mighty move of god and, and you know i think it's i think it's it's taking place like it's just you know gaining steam right now so yeah well you know and that's the when you're talking about the 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 us the church kind of recapturing some of that attendance um i know that you know last week we talked about um part of part of the the church's shift away from spiritual spirituality into this you know the cultural morass where we just kind of like, Oh yeah, whatever. We don't, we don't take firm positions on things. Um, part of that is what's driven, what drove the, the, the decrease in church attendance because, you know, people who, um, who aren't church like, well, maybe we should go to church. They show up to church and they're like, well, this is just like everything else. You know, yeah. this is just like not coming to church. I mean, you know, the, the, I'm not hearing anything that I couldn't just, I could stay home. And yeah. so why should I come? You know, and so we 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 put this huge emphasis on a trend, you know, making ourselves so culturally re- relevant that we we look just like the culture. Yep. And so then when everybody who's not church comes to church, they're like, well, what's the point of this? I don't need this. And so then they left. But now 
what I've, I've seen similar numbers in that the churches that really are experiencing that growth are the ones who are returning to like hard Christian sound, sound doctrine. Yeah. Hard <laughs> Christian doctrine where they're like, they're unapologetically like, this is what we believe. Yeah. You know? If you love it, if, if, you know, if this resonates with you, great. Um, you know, if you want to believe this and this is, but this is what we believe. And if you, yeah. if you don't, then, you know, I'm sorry, we still love you, but Man, we're not going to, we're not going to change. And, 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 uh, you know, there's initial kind of decrease in when churches do that, but then the, the increase way out paces the, the decrease because yeah. people are in such a, so hungry for something, uh, that has meaning and value and truth to it, uh, which obviously as Christians, we believe the Bible does. Yeah. So, um, so that would bring us kind of to, to what we're talking about today and that, you know, uh, as Christians, as, you know, parents, we need to, you know, we need to understand that there are, if we're going to believe in a God, a God that created the universe and created you, that if that God is going to interact, right, in, with our world, if we want to, um, you know, here's a little apologetics, right? There's, so there's there's uh, theists, right? Those are people that just... Uh, or sorry, deists, those are people that just believe there's a God, but God's not involved, right? God set the world in motion and just let it go. This yeah. is what uh, the the founders, you know, atheists who try to argue that, the, you know, America's not a Christian nation. Like, oh, well, the, the founders were deists. Really? It's like, well, there's a lot of pictures and, you know, references to the, de- you know, all those deists who think that God's not involved in the in, in the world praying to to said God. Like, that's, that's a pretty futile... <laughs> Uh, exercise. If you don't believe that God has any involvement in the world, you're going to pray to him anyway. So that's not true. It was a social media stunt. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. So um, then there's what we call theists, right? And that's, that's people who think God, there, there's God and God created us and God is involved. So, you know, as Christians, we're theists. We believe that there's God and that God actively is involved in encountering, you know, us as, as humans. And so if there's that God and he did create you, um, then, then it's it would behoove us to try to understand what yeah. what God wants us to do, and if God does, you know, if we do have some sort of something to go by that where God says this is what I want you to do, then again it would behoove us to do those things, yeah. right? And that's that's where the breakdown is. Is that this is where where you know the whole premise behind our podcast is is that culturally we've decided, well, did he really say? You know, the, the, uh, this, this, this truth makes me uncomfortable. These rules make me uncomfortable. You know, God's putting restriction on my life and I'd rather do this thing over here that God says I shouldn't do. So maybe this part of the Bible is just culturally relevant back then, but it doesn't really hold to now you see. And so we start to bend the truth. We've allowed culture to bend the truth, to to allow it to influence us. And we were back in the garden of Eden again, where Satan's saying, did God really say, yeah. So, um, it is, uh, it's a tough place to be. And, um, I want to, I want to start with our, our first passage. I'm going to pull that up. Are you ready for that? So we're going to be in, yeah. in John 14, six and, uh, see, did I do this? Yeah. God, they got it all, man. It's there we go. Yeah. I mean, two buttons. I know that's a yes. lot. But. <laughs> uh, it says Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the father except through me. Uh, and so, you know, as, um, as theists, we do believe in a God, and a God, you know, that we should pursue and that we should know. And this is Jesus, you know, coming down and saying that. So as uh, evangelical Christians, you know, we believe in the Trinity and we believe in Jesus and Jesus is God in the body. And he's saying, hey, listen, you know, as you look at me, um, I, I'm the way to the Father um, and the truth um, and the life. And we know even the beginning of John, this is out of John, it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So so Jesus is the word, Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth. And so that really goes back to what Caleb said earlier, you know, as, as Christians, we believe that God, um, that uh, <laughs> the God of the Bible is the ultimate authority. God's word is ultimate authority, right? It's it's who he is. And, and we need to begin to look at that uh, to get this back on track here as we have um, continued to struggle in different aspects of culture as we continue uh, to seek truth. It's not going to be found in influencers, you know, as our kids want it to be found, you know, as they're turning to YouTube and um, as they're turning to, to whatever those other things are that they're into. I don't know, the Snapchat, TikToks. TikToks and all that other garbage. <laughs> um, they're looking and as parents, it, 
and um, as, as leaders in our community, uh, you know, whether it's with, with kids or, or coworkers or, or whatever, as people are lost, we need to come to the, the, the realization that, that we actually, we know the way um, forward, um, that you, you know, again, as a believer, you, you have the answer, um, or at least access to it, <laughs> um, and, and that we know the truth. And anytime that the culture um, butts up against it, rather than bowing down and saying, well, I don't want to be called a bigot. I don't want to be called this, that, and the other. Um, no, we need to get louder and say, no, actually, that's wrong. And uh, here's truth. I have truth for you right here. Um, and begin to present these things and to hold on to um, scripture um, for, for what it is, that it's not it's not fable, it's not fairy tale. Um, it's, it's the defining word of God. It is the ultimate authority, ultimate truth. And, um, don't, don't allow culture to define it. Um, but for it to begin to define culture, define our worldview and to push back again, Jesus told them, I am the way that's definitive, the way, not one of many ways. I am the way and I am the truth, not one of many truths. Again, we go back to the fact there's not a lot of truths. It's not fluid. There's a singular truth. Yeah, but what about my truth? <laughs> yeah. Your truth is wrong <laughs> unless it's. The same as his truth. <laughs> um, so Jesus makes these definitive statements. I am the way. I am the truth. Um, and then this last one, a lot of times we kind of um, glaze over it, but he says, I am the life, um, not the bringer of life. Um, but in him, we, we find life, you know, which is one of the things we're searching for. You know, we want we want substance and value in our life. But he says, no, I am I am the life. Um, it's just so... You know, Everything we're searching through, um, which way to go, what's true, and the fulfillment of life is found in Jesus definitively um, based on on this uh, statement here we see in Scripture. Yeah. Well, that's awful uh, exclusionary. Or exclusionary. Yeah, and I, yeah, that makes yeah. me uncomfortable because, yeah, you know, how can you say that, you know, <laughs> there's only one way? Yeah. Well, you know, and so obviously uh, that sarcasm there is so I can address that because because this is you know, here, here's a perfect example of what we're talking about it. So so this is this is an area where culture says, well, how can you say that? How can you say that's so, you know he's only there's only one way and that's through Jesus and 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 acts like you know that Christianity is, is somehow unique in that. Hey, newsflash for you, people. The uh, all the major religions say they're the, they're their way is the right way. Yeah, you know that's not unique to Christianity, and. Um, so, so don't let people tell you know try to to paint you in there or to back you off of that point. Like, well, this is you know that's 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 awful. Uh, I don't know whatever stupid thing they say, but um, you know it's not unique. It's not Christianity. Christianity is not the only one that does that. And so if we if we all do that, um, we can't all be right, you know. Yeah. And so um, now obviously we think we're right, and uh, but but the idea that you know, we're somehow unique or that we're, we're extra bigoted because we say we're the only way. Well, no, this, you know, Jews believe that if you don't follow their rules, you're not going to heaven. Yeah. Muslims believe if you don't follow their rules, you're not going to heaven. <laughs> um, you know, uh, well, Mormons believe you're going to heaven regardless. So, um, it just matters which one, uh, I'm just, I mean, so, so there's, you know, like I said, it's not something that's unique. And so we can't all be right in that regard. And so you have to start looking at the claims that those, the different ones, the different faiths make and, and start uh, trying to understand those and which ones, you know, actually have some basis in reality or, or at least like, you know, the hist historicity of them and um, which, what can back those up. Because again, we can't all say we're the only way and all be right. Yeah. And, but, but that's what culture, that's what the people who are quote unquote spiritual will tell you. Well, I'm spiritual. And um, so I, you know, I think there's many ways, you know, I think the Jews can, you know, and the Muslims it's like, well, okay, you obviously don't know much about their faith because they, they will tell you that their way is the only way. Yeah. And, um, and what the root of that is, is I, I want to have buffet faith. What we talked about last week is like, well, I like some parts of, you know, I like some parts of, you know, the Muslims, they, you know, they, they, they preach some, some of them do preach love and, and, you know, sort of the, you know, the, the Jews and, you know, and so, so I just, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, whatever makes me feel comfortable. I, I'll, I'll adopt that part of that faith. And so that's what we're talking about, but you can't have that. You know, there's, except there's only the truth. There is a truth. There is a God. There is a way to God. Um, you know, how do we get re reconciled to God? Um, those things all matter. And so um, th that comes from having a fundamental understanding of what those things are and what that means. Um, and, and, and so um, 
Oh, I was going somewhere with that. My my brain just <laughs> left me. But basically what I was trying to get at is that that comes again from us having, you know, a lack of understanding or a lack of knowledge about what it is we believe, you know. And so simple things like that, when the culture confronts us with, we just, we cower because we don't know any better and we yeah. should. So yeah. Anyway. And that is, you know, one of the big things, um, just that knowledge, so many other faiths um outside of the u.s you know christians in the u.s we just suck um but you know when you do look at uh, muslims when you look at mormons um and uh some of these other veins of you know hindu buddhists they do much a much better job of indoctrinating their young (laughs) in order to to make converts than we do um which is sad since you know again as christians we should believe that we have the only way and um because we do and um this is truth and we're like yeah we've got this but you know we don't want to argue with anybody we're we don't want to push back in culture we're just going to be quiet um this that and the other and we don't even we don't even raise our young to follow the God we say we believe in um, worth a crap, much less (laughs) um, raise them to reach their peer group. So I just heard this crazy thing yesterday that if you were a child born in Beijing, China today is more likely to become a born again Christian than a child born in Boston, Massachusetts today. Yeah. And, and And they face death. Yeah. I was gonna say, and and the one in Beijing can't, you know, meet in public or um, above ground or you know like that to practice that faith yeah. and yet they're more likely which uh i 100 percent. i don't know the act i don't know the data from that but i 100 percent believe it yeah. you know yeah. like i will take that leap of faith and yeah. say this is this is a true statement because because of what you just just what you just said yeah because um, we don't we don't engage we don't um and, and that's that's our job that's our responsibility so yeah. anyway. so um we're gonna look at uh we had a at least one more scripture for you. Two more. Two more. We got two more. Uh, John um, 8, uh, 32, it says this, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And, you know, it's uh, important when looking at that because uh, what we think is we think that, that God's not offering um, freedom, right? That uh, in Christianity and faith, there's there's nothing but confinement. There's nothing but limitations, um, I can no longer have fun. I can no longer enjoy life, this, that, and the other. Well, you know, if I go to church, I'm going to miss out. If I go to Bible study, I'm going to miss out. You know, if I follow all the things the Bible says, you know, then um, it just puts us in a box. It, it confines us, this, that, and the other. And, it, and nothing can be farther from the truth, right? Uh, the actual truth is God's word sets us free. We've, we find freedom in it, um, freedom to live life um, to the fullest possible enjoyment right that's what god has for us um nothing superficial or fake but but true joy um and to continue just again just to to live in a way that um i was so captive i'm I'm personally i mean i was so captive in sin and um so held back because you know god's word tells us even outside of this that um Whatever we choose to follow, um, we'll become a slave to it. You can come become a slave to, to righteous living, um, or you can become a slave to all of your so-called free choices. Um, you know, the the freedom to go out and get drunk and party and carry on, the the freedom to to sleep around. That that's not actually freedom. It's it's fake. It's false. It's a lie. Um, that that becomes slavery, right? That becomes you know, it fall. You fall into addiction. Um, you fall into depression. You um, it, it robs you of, of what God has for you. And, um, and so we have to begin to realize that, that as we lean into this, we actually find more freedom than we ever thought we, um, could know and experience real true freedom. Um, and everything that the world's selling because it's from Satan, the father of lies, it's presented as free choice. Um, but it's not, it's just captivity. Yeah. You know, and that, what were we talking about right there? Uh, art, the, the young people, the millennials, um, uh, Gen Zers and whatnot, they, they're finding that out, uh, unfortunately, the hard way because they were sold that bill of goods yeah. for, for growing up. Hey, um, especially uh, especially women, because uh, they they were sold the you, you know you you can just behave you can behave the same way as men do and and try to be you know try to be as promiscuous as you can you know sleep around have as much fun as you can um, pursue. 
uh, your career the same way men do, um, do those things. <clears throat> and, and, you know, that, that, that's the key to happiness. That'll help you, yeah. that'll, you know, look how happy guys are because they do all those things and you should do that too. And what they're fine, you know, now they, they, they've spent their twenties doing all that stuff. Yeah. And now they're becoming 30 and they're like, they're single and they're unhappy and they, you know, they, they, their natural desires to want to have a family. Um, I'm not saying all women are that way, but I'm just, you know, generally speaking. And, um, then, and now they're getting to this age where it's like, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to find, you know, true love. Yeah. You know, I've, I've slept around. I, I, you know, I've given away a piece of myself every time you, and you do that every, every time you sleep around just, <clears throat> you know, willy nilly, you're, you're just giving away a piece of yourself, you know, and eventually you're, you're left with nothing. Yeah. And they're, and they're coming to this realization, like I'm, here I am, you know, I have a career, but I'm alone. This deep seated need to have a family, to, to, to be a mother. And that kind of thing is, is I'm, that time has passed me by. Um, but it's like, but you had all that freedom, you know, <laughs> you, you freely indulged in all those things. Um, and same with guys, you know, guys are the same way. Well, don't get, don't get, you know, bogged down, just have a career, um, sleep around as much as you can. And even men, uh, while we are, more kind of wired to do that kind of thing at the end of the day you know you get to you know start to get to your 30s and you're like man yeah. you know i don't have i'm not passing on my legacy to another generation and i'm not in and so it, it's it, it is this lie that if you just do what you want to do just you know basically act like a child yeah. <laughs> you know grow up and just continue to act like a child that you will somehow be happier and that freedom and indulging in everything will make you happier but we all know that that uh, just overindulgence in those things doesn't always you know in, in overindulgence in, in things in general doesn't lead to happiness i mean if i eat an entire cheesecake like i am i am not happy <laughs> <laughs> after the fact and you know the the illustration i was talking to we were talking about beforehand uh what we we're going to talk about today I was, I heard it from somebody, um, <clears throat> I was telling Aaron was that, you know, I, I, as a musician, I play guitar and, you know, if you look at a guitar, the neck, there's, you know, all the, you know, you six strings and you got all these different frets or say if you're sitting at a piano and you've got all these notes, well, you're, you're free to hit whatever note you want and, and just mash your hands on the, on the keys or put your fingers wherever on a guitar, uh, neck and, and, and strum away. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. But you know what? If I do that, chances are that it's going to sound, it's going to sound awful. Yeah. You know, and it's, but once I start to confine myself to kind of the rules of, of music theory, you know, and say that, that, that says these notes in this combination sound good. And I start to do those things. Then all of a sudden we start to make music, you know, and we start to make things that sound good and are pleasing to the ear. And that's, that's what God's, that's what God's rules on our life is, is that, you know, when we start to live in accordance with that, we start to have a life that's beautiful. You know, we start to have families and, and value and meaning, um, and purpose, uh, that, that just living free and buying into the lies of Satan, um, that, that those things don't, it doesn't give us that, even though, you know, we're told that by culture. And so again, back to, um, finding what the truth is and starting to live by that and to start to, to say, you know, this is a pillar on which I'm going to live my life. You know, this is what God says, how I'm to live. And this is what we're going to do regardless of what culture tells me. Well, you know, well, culture is going to call me names and it's going to make me uncomfortable. Well, too bad. You know, I mean, that's, you're going to have to become willing to be uncomfortable and to say, well, this is what I believe, you know, if you don't believe that, that's fine. Um, but I'm not going to change what I believe to be true to, to make me or to make you feel comfortable. You know, if what I believe makes you uncomfortable, well, what you believe makes me uncomfortable. So you've changed, you know I mean? <laughs> it goes both ways. And somehow we allow ourselves to be the, be the submissive ones as Christians, yeah. you know, we're like, well, I don't know. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings either, but if it happens, well, I don't really you want to rock the boat, you know, <laughs> Jesus was just about peace and love He's and bygones be bygones. And, Jesus. and uh, so if we're to live like Jesus and we just got to sit down and shut up. Yeah. Just like he did. Yeah. Just like he did. Yeah. Except for the times that he didn't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you ignore those. Yeah. You ignore well, those then, things like all that the, was cultural back like then. all the other uncomfortable parts of the Bible. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Did he really say, I mean, I, yeah. I 
the longer I've lived, the more we talk about this stuff and we, you know, me and you, as we, as we go through these, you know, doing these podcasts and talking about different ideas, I mean, what a, what, what a pervasive, uh, I don't know, thing that Satan introduced. And I said, I, I, I mean, and this is the, the, the majesty of the Bible, you know, is that right at the very beginning, I mean, right at the very beginning, what is, I mean, how does Satan cause man to fall? Man. And that's, that's it. What did, yeah. Well, did God really say, man, what are we facing right now? Did God really say, did the Bible really say that? Well, that's, that's just, that just meant, you know, that was just meant for that time. That's just cultural. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just, um, I don't know. So let's go to this last verse we got here, uh, which is Ephesians 4.14. And this is Paul talking to this is talking what we're talking about. He's telling the the the, the church in uh, how do you say it? Ephesus. 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 Yeah, I was about to say Ephesus. Uh, I don't know why. Ephesus. Mm. I don't know. It's early. I mean, it's not really. But my brain's tired. <laughs> yeah, my, my, might as well. <laughs> uh, Ephesus. The church in Ephesus. That we have to grow up as believers, right? This is what Paul's telling him: is that you can't just continue to be child children. You have to, you have to pursue knowledge, and you have to pursue a deeper understanding of your faith. And that's what we're talking about today: is that you have to pursue this deeper understanding, and you have to to say, you know, as you read these things, and you have to tell yourself, if God's God, and this is what God says He wants me to do, or this is what God says how I should live my life, then. And that has to be it. You know, you don't get to, you don't get to dictate to God. Well, God, I don't know. I think you took a hard line on this. Yeah. You know, I think we need to have a little bit of a gray area. here. <laughs> That's not, we can't do that. And so this is what Paul is talking about here. And he says in four, uh, Ephesians 4, 14, they won't, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever. They sound like the truth. So I mean, if we can convince kids to eat Tide Pods, I mean, we can. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> we can convince people to to believe whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we just we see this uh, being played out um, so often now, and it's not a new thing. That's the thing. We think everything's new. We're so arrogant, you know, as, as people that you know, it's everything's. This is the first time. First time this has been questioned. First time this has been talked about. First time this has been presented, and this is. It's because we don't know. We don't know history. We don't know church history. We don't know God's word. Um, heck, we don't know anything. No. And so we go around, and so we're presented with these ideas, and um, we are tossed and blown about. And it's like, um, why would did you guys have you guys ever thought about what what a good God send people to hell? Yeah. And I, I just never. Nobody's ever thought of that. <laughs> And uh, can't you know, possibly be an answer for that. Yeah. I'm no longer a Christian. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, God made me, and you know, I want to do bad, so God must have made me this way. Yeah. So it's not really sin. Uh, no, it's just the fall of man. Like yeah. uh, it's not new or profound in any way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. um, but we do allow people to influence and trick us and, and pull away. Um, from what's true, and we have to begin to combat it, push back. We can't, we can't, we can't be like the people in Ephesus that that Paul's trying to address here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you know. So, so what's our takeaway from this is that um, you know, again, as as uh, Christians, we we have to start one. We have to start understanding our, what what the Bible yeah. says. What is it? What is our what is our faith? What do, so we have to do some you know actual discipleship. And so if you don't have, you know, if you're listening and you don't have that in your church, uh, you know, you're going to have to take it upon yourself to start reading, you know, books on you know apologetics or understanding what your faith is, or yeah. uh, you know, finding some Bible studies where you maybe where you're going through the Bible, you know, one book of the Bible verse by verse, and start talking about. Uh, what what that means uh one of the resources we've talked about a uh, long time ago um there's a there's a podcast and it's uh i think it's called verse by verse ministries i think the guy's name is like stephen miller or something like that but the guy goes through i mean he just takes takes apart the bible verse by verse and you know book by book and, and it's a really good resource and it's yeah. i mean if, if you're a podcast person you've got to drive uh Man, that's what a what a good way to spend your time versus listening to whatever trashy, yeah. you know, audio book that you listen to or whatever. Uh, 
so so you have to we have to start educating ourselves we have to start saying this is i'm going to draw lines i'm going to i'm going to start saying you know if this is if this is the truth that god says if god says this thing regardless of what you know i'm going to change my political beliefs to in line with what god says not change my my faith beliefs by what my politics say yeah you know and i'm not going to you know or i'm not going to endorse or be behind a politician uh because i like their personality I'm going to go, I'm going to judge them based on what does the Bible say? What is, you know, is this somebody who has principles and values that are in alignment with what I, what I purportedly believe as a Christian that, that has to become, that has to become the, the wellspring from which our, our worldview comes, not the other way around. And so the only way that happens though, is that you have to know what, what it is you believe. And so you have to get into the Bible and you have to start doing discipleship and you have to start understanding what are the key tenets of, of my faith? Why, why is my faith different than other faiths? What is it about, you know, uh, I mean, even understanding like why, you know, if there's a denomination that you're, why, why are denominations different? What is, I mean, all those things help to reaffirm and to fortify our beliefs, you know, uh, start understanding the, his, the history around our faith. Um, it's not just, our Christianity doesn't exist just in this little bubble or vacuum. Like, it, it's a very rich faith. Okay, I mean, we we have you know, there's a there's a philosophical side to things that makes sense. There's again, there's a archaeological and history. You know, it's it's rooted in history and yeah. actual events, um, practicality. I mean, there's all there's it's it's, it's so well rounded as a faith compared to other things where, you know, it's like oh, our you know our world exists on the back of a turtle and yeah. it, like, well, no, that's not real. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's an actual thing too, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, that's, or, or, Hey, this one guy wrote this, you know, the entirety of our, our holy book in a cave, uh, and then murdered a bunch of people and said, convert or I'll kill you. And I mean, that's <laughs> the base of your faith. So like, uh, luckily ours isn't like that. And so, but it takes you knowing those kinds of things to, to begin to have faith in your truth or the truth of, of Christianity. And, um, so when, when you are confronted culturally, you go, I'm not going to back off this. Yeah. You know, you back off yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so today, uh, so we move into our culture segment cause that's one of the things that we want to touch on. Um, in every one of our episodes is, you know, not only, um, you know, what Caleb and I want to ramble about, um, yeah, <laughs> but that's really you know, what what, what's going on in the world and our so, wives don't listen to us anymore. So we just get together. And talk. Yeah. That's what <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in this, uh, today's segment kind of, uh, stem from something going around on Facebook. Many of you have probably seen it. Uh, I've, it's been sent to me by a couple of people and, um, it's about this book called conversations with God. Um, it's a, it's an older book. I think it was actually written in the nineties. Um, and then, the, the Facebook post kind of says, hey, beware, this is a new book going around, Oprah's been pushing it, yada, yada, yada. Well, the truth of the matter, first and foremost, is... Um, it, it, th- That's that, your first red flag. Yeah. <laughs> this is, Oprah's pushing it, yeah. you shouldn't be reading it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but this, didn't, this happened all the way back in 2009. And now I agree with the post as far as this is trash, this is terrible, we should, but... 2009 um book written in the 90s we completely missed it um presented on oprah in 2009 we completely missed it started getting pushed in scholastic book fair around that time completely missed it here we are 14 years later catching up and posting it on social media well to be fair people still are posting that facebook's about to start charging and that if you uh post this (laughs) if, if you copy and paste this post I give Facebook no permission to uh, use my phone. Yeah, if that's you, stop it. Yeah. All right. I'm the friend that needs to tell you that right now. Stop it. Stop posting that crap. Yeah. You look foolish. But uh, anyway. <laughs> but you know, here we do. We have a guy who's who's written a book. He maybe he claims to be a believer. Claims to be hearing this from God. This is a divine revelation type of thing from God. Um, and it's completely heretical. Um, completely against scripture. 
there's no basis of truth in a lot of things. And I've downloaded the uh, the ebook and, and I've looked through it at different aspects of it, and it is garbage. And so not only did and he's wrote written a series of them. So there's a series that've been bestsellers, yes. which is terrifying. These, yes. these are best selling books in our country. Um, yes. And so and then he wrote one again specifically for teens, which again it's been a bestseller. Um, and it, it's crap. It's yeah. crap. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, uh, well, you know, and this goes to, again, um, you know, in the post, the post shares that this is, uh, schools are distributing the book on to the scholastic book club, which yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but if you have a kid, um, in school, then you're, you should be familiar with the scholastic books and that, that kind of thing. And yeah. I, I don't know, you know, again, this is on Facebook, so it must be true, Yeah. but just an option. I mean, it, it, but I've looked at, I've looked it, it up. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've looked it up. Um, um, and, and like verified. And that's how I found out, you know, that, yeah. you know, what was in 2009, it was on Oprah, but so, still, yeah. That that's that was scary. That was more alarming to me that nobody caught it for 14 years, yeah. including well, me. And this goes to, um, you know, as parents, uh, you you have to again. We cannot we cannot in this day and age we cannot afford to be disengaged. No. You can't. Yeah, we, you, we cannot be asleep here. Yeah. Um. You you have to ask your kids every day. No. Hey, what? How was school? I mean, no. that's I. Uh, I you know I'm not going to chase this rabbit too long, but I mean, I ask every day. I ask my kids how was school, and yes, what do they come home and like? You know the same stupid answer. No, nothing. What happened? Yeah. Nothing. I didn't do nothing. Okay. But you know what? That creates a baseline for me. So when they come home and they're like, well, nothing, and it's different, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, what happened? Yeah. You know, I know. I know when something happened now because I've heard them tell me nothing for so long that when it something has happened and they don't want to tell me <laughs> and they say nothing different, I go, okay, what happened? Let's talk yeah. about it. But you, 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 you have to start to get, well, what did you learn about? And, and I mean, I had uh, just to find out. So right now, you know, if uh, you're familiar with the um, – Oh, at least some people are, I would hope, they're familiar with what's going on with the, in Israel with Hamas and stuff right now. And I had this, this I have twin 15-year-old boys in uh, paid power school. Oh, we talked about the Hamas-Israel thing. And, you know, and I was like, oh, really? Well, tell me what you know, because I'm, I'm pretty familiar with news and, and history and that kind of thing. And so they told me what their teacher said, and I was like, okay, well, they're completely wrong. <laughs> and so here's exactly what, you know, here's here's the correct, you know, but again, this is comes to, you know, our kids are getting this stuff, you know, yeah. if you don't pay attention to, well, you know, I was at the book fair and this, you know, why, well, you know, I come to youth group and this said conversations with God. So I thought it would be good for me to yeah, do, do a small group over. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so you have to, you have to be in tune. You have to be in, and this isn't, this isn't helicopter parenting, right? Helicopter, helicopter parenting is not ever letting your kid skin their knee. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's something that actually helps them this is this is being a parent and understanding like somebody's going to indoctrinate your kid and you want it to be you yeah not, not the culture it's 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 insane so you know when we look at this i'm going to read um one of the questions from here and and so granted there's the other ones like uh one um you know talks about the fact that his answer is there's no sin there's no judgment um you know no hell you know it, that, that's alarming but here's one right from the book um, as I've got it pulled up, I haven't, I didn't have those other ones bookmarked, but it says, when you create people, how do you decide which talents to give each person? What made you give Celine Dion her great voice rather than making her a gold medalist, figure skating, figure skater or doctor? And he says, this might be one of the most important things, um, that I've come here to tell you. So let me repeat what I just said. I do not make those decisions, Paul, you do. Um, you talk about this is like a create your own truth type of thing. Like it completely flies in the face of, um, let's say Psalms 139, where God says, I'd knit you together in your mother's womb. Oh, how wonderfully complex uh, your craftsmanship and the way that you've made me or the fact that it talks about specific giftings that God's given each of yeah. us. And it's like, oh, I don't have a hand in that. Man, you do you, Paul. Yeah. That's a great message <laughs> yeah. to tell teens too. Like, yeah. oh, you don't seem like Celine Dion. That's your fault. Yeah, right. Way uh, to waste your life, kid. Uh, man, so <laughs> and he, your said, talent. he said this, think of it this way. You are creating yourself anew in every single moment of now. Um, and I uh, mean, uh, <laughs> so much, there's so much garbage in this. And to think kids have been reading this crap yeah. for however long um, and lie upon lie upon lie upon lie. 
Um, and, and this guy, again, he believes that he is speaking God's truth. Yeah, he's not intentionally lying, um, but but he is. Um, he's He thinks he's doing a great thing here. And yeah. how many people have gone around setting the world on fire, think they're doing good? That's a whole other topic there. But, um, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. This has Oprah written all over oh, This yeah. other one from this post. This uh, Another girl poses the question, I am living with my boyfriend. My parents say that I should marry him because I am living in sin. Should I marry him? His reply is, who are, who are you sinning against? Not me because you have done nothing wrong. Yeah, God has no standards on those kinds of things. You know, God just wants <laughs> yeah. you to be happy. That's, oh. It's exactly what the Bible says. Yeah, listen to this one. <laughs> That's sarcasm, again, people. This is sarcasm. The, the teen version of the book. I have it pulled up on my phone on the ebook. Why can't parents just let us be who we are instead of telling us who they want us to be? It is the most difficult challenge faced by parents everywhere to stop directing the lives of their children. Parents have such a high purpose for their children, such dreams and such aspirations. But talking about the challenge for parents should be to stop directing our children. Um, excuse me. I thought it's train up on a child in the way they should go. Yeah. When they are old, they shall not depart from it. No, apparently it's uh, parents get out of the way. And That's, so this is, imagine your kid reading this. Stop like you're, stifling your yeah, child. You're, you're in conflict <laughs> with your teenager, which that never happens, right? You're yeah. in conflict. Yeah. So you're in conflict with your kid. They're reading this. You're trying to direct them. And they're, they're reading that the greatest challenge you're facing is that you should sit down and shut up as a parent and get out of their way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this yeah. guy. I'm just getting more angry. Yeah. It's, okay, it, every time, every time I <laughs> scroll We're going to have to put a language warning on this episode <laughs> if you keep reading these questions. <laughs> um, oh, this is another one from from this Facebook post that's going around that kills me. Uh, another question asked about God's forgiveness of sin. His reply, I do not forgive anyone because there is nothing to forgive. There is no such thing as right or wrong, and that is what I have been trying to tell everyone. Do not judge people. People have chosen to judge one another, and this is wrong because the rule is judge, not lest ye be judged. Yeah. Man, talk about not understanding like scripture at all, totally taking it out of context and and just twisting it. But uh, the idea yeah. that God says that there is no right or wrong, I mean, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So this last one I'll do before I just lose it. Why can't I stay out as late as I want? What's with curfews? I don't get it. <laughs> Why am I being treated like a child? Why can't I be given the freedom to go where I want to go and do what I want to do as long or as late as I want to do it? And this is God, quote unquote, complete sarcasm uh, response here. Freedom is not something that others give you. Freedom is the essence of who you are. The words oh, freedom gosh. and God are interchangeable. God is freedom. Freedom is God. Your soul <sighs> is an individualized aspect of divinity. It's the essence of who you are. If your soul could be described by a feeling, it would be freedom and also love. But love, of course, is freedom expressed. And freedom is love expressed. And love expressed freely is what God is. You hear that language? And love expressed freely <laughs> is what God is. Are you seeing the picture? It's all the same thing. You are simply giving different names to the one thing that there is. And he said, cool, but you're not answering my question. He said, I'm laying the groundwork. You're asking why your parents can't give you the freedom that you want. And I'm saying that you already have the freedom. Oh, you so, just, so you just need yeah. to disobey your parents. Just give your parents a big giant middle finger and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> because that's love. Yeah. Right? Hey, trust me, uh, I did that as a teenager. It did not bode well for my life. Oh, my god! You know, as I became a junkie. So, yeah. Holy cow. But, what a load of crap. I mean, and so this is just one one aspect of what is going on in culture and what we see and the reason that we can't be asleep. Uh, we can't. Uh, we've got to know truth, like real truth, um, the truth that, that sets us free. And like Caleb explained with the music, it's it's not just – it's not freedom as chaos. That's not what God presents. Right. Um, you know, God is presenting freedom, but it's not – freedom to, to run buck wild and just, you know, freely do everything. No, it's, it's a freedom that re leads to life. Um, and again, as we've seen in John, um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Um, he does offer us freedom. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's not this, it's not the garbage that, that kids are being exposed to. And again, so this is one book out of millions of books that are out there, you know, or how, I don't know, Billions, I don't know how many yeah. books there are. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, how many of them are garbage like this that are finding their ways into um, our libraries, our, our book fairs, finding their ways into children's hands? And you see titles that are unassuming, um, or you're just excited. Oh, my kids finally read. I'm so glad my kids reading. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you ever sit down or read the content? I mean, and even me as a parent, um, I've had to grow in this over the last year. Um, 
but you know, I'll, I'll look at content for movies um, and think that I'm doing really good. And then they got a book, and I was just happy they're reading. And then I'm like, I should probably like look into that. Yeah, what are you uh, reading? <laughs> well, what, what's going on here? Um, you know, it's it, we're not living in a day and age where you know we just got to be concerned about them picking up a Playboy magazine yeah. and everything else that's uh, written down is is okay for them. Yeah. What are you reading? Um, it's a coloring <laughs> book. It's called Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, and, and that goes back to again the. Um, uh, so, so if your parent, you know, if, if you're a parent and you have kids and they ask you those questions, uh, would you have an answer to them? And if you yeah. don't, then that that's on you. You need to start doing your homework, right? So start maybe thinking of the questions you have and start investigating those things and learning those things. But then, you know, if your kid does come with you to those questions. Uh, Tell them, well, hey, I don't, I don't know, but I'll, we'll figure it out and we'll have a conversation about it or something like that, you know. And then, then pulling somebody that you know from your church that has, you know, that that does have that answer or can disciple you in that area and help help you to understand those things. But understand that there's again, like we talked about before last week and this week, there's nothing new under the sun, and that whatever those questions you may have about the nature of God or, or the faith or you know culture or what should we do in this situation, that you're not the first person to have that question, and so. Bring it to somebody who who understands that better. You know, learn something for yourself, and that you can you can uh, teach again to 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 your children. And so, don't don't run away from those things. You know, my kids uh, again. I have two fifteen year old boys. Obviously, they they're at an age where uh, they 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 have questions. We have discussions about things. Hey, what do you think about this? Or you know, when they go to class and they have their teachers tell them nonsense about you know politics or you know history. And they say, well, this is what he said, you know, is that, that right? And, you know, I, luckily I, I can, no, this isn't right. This is what, this is, here's, here's what's actually happening. Um, and, and, you know, if they do ask me something, I was like, well, I'm not hundred percent sure about that. And so then I'll come back, you know, then I say, yeah. Hey, I looked into that and this is what, you know, here's what we found out. And so, uh, as a parent, that's our job, you know, and again, somebody's going to indoctrinate your kids, you know, we doctrine, has, uh, such a negative connotation to it, which generally it does, but it's, it's going to happen somewhere at the school culture, you, somebody's indoctrinating your kids are going to teach, you know, the Bible tells us, right. To teach, teach our children the way to go. And so if anybody's going to indoctrinate my kids, it's going to be me. Yeah. You know, and absolutely. I want them to be, to, to grow up in, with the same values and principles and things that I have, you know, I want them to be able to think, think for themselves and to understand those things and to make my faith, their faith. Uh, and, and so I want to teach them the ability to think critically and think through what it is that they, but but at the end of the day, yeah, I'm, I'm starting them off in, in the direction I want them to go because that's my job as a parent. Yeah, so. yeah. absolutely. Um, one last thing on this. <laughs> I just kept reading that. Uh, and this is, uh, they put the names and ages. And so I don't know if these are legit questions um, that he yeah. answers from real people. Oh, or if, that's even worse. Um, but uh, this says, you know, why can't I just have sex and have it be okay with everybody? What's the big deal? This one says, STDs. Claudia. Uh, Claudia, 16, Perth, Australia. Um, so, again, I don't know if it's uh, real people on all of these. This is nothing you do will ever be okay with everybody. Everybody's a large word. The real question is, can you have sex and it be okay with you? That's the real question. That's, That's the real, real question. question. As long as you're okay with it, says, then it's okay. says God. Um, yeah. And the question right behind that would be, what would cause it to be okay with you? And then uh, her next response is, it is okay with me. It would be fine with me. It's just not fine with everybody else. That's the problem. Why is that a problem? God oh, replies. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah, kid now is yeah. uh, is a teenage mom and dropped yeah. out of school. And you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what a. Anyways, I man. So going, going back to the, the premise for today's show, and we have to stop allowing culture to to shift and to manipulate truth. Um, we have to know truth. Um, we have to. Um, we have to indoctrinate our kids better than the world's indoctrinating them. Yeah. Um, and I've had people say, do you really want to indoctrinate your kids? Heck yeah, I do. Yes. Like that is my entire goal as a parent, to indoctrinate them with all the values and morals right. and standards that I have. Um, there is actually no greater goal of mine as a parent. Um, I put it above dental care. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, that's because that's what's going to stick with them. I mean, and, yeah. that's, and you know, again, you know, somehow, which we always hear indoctrinated, like said in this negative context, which it is. I mean, obviously, what what's happening sometimes, and, you know, I'm not going to paint it with a broad brush, saying all teachers are doing yeah. this kind of thing. But what happens sometimes in schools, you you do have that happen where it is they're telling your kids all sorts of stuff that you don't want to hear. That's why yeah. we've seen we were talking about it yesterday. There's a 50 percent increase in in homeschooling because. Uh, you know, we're finding out this kind of stuff is happening and we don't want that to happen. And so uh, somebody's going to do it, yeah. right? Your kids are going to, are going to absorb and they're going to come to a, some sort of conclusion about the world and develop a worldview. I want it to, to come for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Now, again, saying that we, what we don't want to do is just have rote memory. Like, you know, well, John three sixteen says this and, and just because under questioning, that doesn't hold up, right? Under, when they go into the world and you get hit in the face, you know, and they go, that's why we see kids drop away from the faith in college because they never really understood their faith. They just know some verses and some Bible stories. Um, so you can indoctrinate, right? We can use that word, indoctrinate, but you can also teach to critically think as well, yeah. you know? And, and, and the only way you can do that is is that if you've critically thought about your faith, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's, where the, that's where the problem is, is yeah. where mom and dad haven't critically looked at their faith and understood it. So how do you teach that to somebody else? Yeah. You know, so. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, man, know the truth, but the truth shall set me free. Um, so again, the book that we are talking about is conversations with God. Um, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Be aware <laughs> of it. Be aware of what your kids are, um, being exposed to and, uh, and double down, um, as a parent in, in all of these regards. But, uh, man, we're grateful that you guys joined us today on another episode of Reconstructing Truth. Uh, do not forget, if you're listening to this on our recovery um, channels, you yes. need to um, go subscribe cool. to Reconstructing Truth yeah. um, on all of the other and, ones. Uh, and, if, and if you don't watch, uh, you know, just to speak on the algorithms thing, even if you don't watch us on YouTube, pull it up on YouTube real fast and hit, it, hit the like button. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it that'll helps. help us. That helps us just getting some likes. And we po we post this at seven a.m. Yep, on 7 Fridays on Friday. So if you were up at seven a.m., that's even better. If you can, if you can, just the first thing you do. What a way to start off your morning. Just yeah. wake up, you get open to see our YouTube, faces. <laughs> go go watch this. You know, go pull up this video. You're not really going to watch, and just give it a thumbs up because if you do that, it helps promote our stuff. And except like we're trying to grow a new channel here, so we need to we need to tweak the algorithm and and absolutely. And, you know, do all the things, do all the things. So <laughs> I was trying to think of an analogy, but it was about to sound bad. So I was like, I better stop. So but, <laughs> yes, uh, do those things. But, uh, <laughs> and we love you guys. We'll see you right back here next week.